hello, and welcome to another episode of you Cheat Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Um, why it's the greater good, I'm not really sure. I just <laughs> made that up because I thought it sounded good. This is episode it's a, 10. It's a nice tagline. Yeah, it is. That's all yeah. I... Yeah. It's um, something to say. Right. Some marketing firm said it, so I, I was going to do it. Um, this is episode 10, and today we're talking about 2012's The Cabin in the Woods. I am Sean Orrid, and joining me tonight is Chad. I'm still on speakerphone, Evans. I love that. Man. <laughs> Corny, good work, zombie arm. Uh, Logan. <laughs> Actually, can my last name just be good work, zombie arm? Okay. Uh, cor- Corny, good work, zombie arm. Okay. And Sam, did Sigourney Weaver have a late cell phone bill? Vector. <laughs> so let's pull up a nice comfy chair that hopefully won't try to kill you, and just dive into this movie. Uh, so here we go. Keep, uh, uh, keep cabin in the woods. Uh, this was a movie that Sam chose, right? This was one that you, yes, you picked. So it's mine. I yeah. remember when this thing came out, uh, 2012, uh, and Facebook was just lit up with, oh, this is such a unique and interesting movie and it's clever and it's, it's not your typical horror film. It's different. It's weird. It's, it's got Joss Whedon and, this Drew Goddard director that who's directed nothing before, literally nothing before. Um, so I've never I, seen that movie. Can you be more specific? Um, <laughs> it was the one that that doesn't exist. Uh, so he, uh, so so I, I hear all this hype about this movie, and Sam says this is such a good movie. This is such a good movie, and so I, I was in my mind ready for an interesting experience, and what I got was the Hunger Games meets. Resident Evil meets the Evil Dead. That's what I wrote. Um, <laughs> Seriously, that that literally could be the alternate title to this movie. So, with that being said, um, I'm going to reserve my opinion for a few seconds. So, initial impressions, guys. What do you think, uh, Chad? Um, I liked it. I thought it was interesting um, for the for the most part. I mean, I wrote down about four or five times in my notes. I am so confused. Like I really, I really did not understand what the heck was going on. Like for the first part, I thought, okay, this is, this is the same as evil dead. Okay. Yeah. The cabin, I've seen that cabin before. Um, and then we're in some, some industry business somewhere. I didn't, I didn't really understand that (laughs) until later. And I know that that was the point, right? but, um, but that took a really long time to really sink in, and and I didn't really know what I, I was. I was lost, and maybe that was the the point behind it. Well, speaking of Lost, I think didn't Drew Goddard didn't he write episodes for Lost? Yeah, he sure did. Well, okay, there you go. So uh, that, I don't know if that actually means anything, but I think I think he's used to writing uh, really interesting stories to to try to keep you off balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of confused, and well, he did a good job on this one. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Corny. What what do you say? I still don't know how I feel about this movie. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I absolutely hate horror movies. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't watch them. I avoid them at all cost. Um, while I probably would be the uh, the first person to die, you know, we know why. Uh, <laughs> Why is but that, Corny? <laughs> because I'm fat and He's slow. He's the athletic one. I can't, one. Run, away. I can't run away. Yeah. No, uh, I just I don't like horror movies, so it was really hard to to watch because there's still a horror uh, horror element to it. 
Um, but because of the other stuff, it became very interesting. So I was torn between not liking something I typically don't like and weird stuff, which I typically like. So uh, by the end of it, I'm still, I, I just don't know. By the time the, by we by the time we get to the end of this podcast, I'll have a decision. But I really don't know how I feel about this movie. It, it, that do, that's okay. Uh, I finished this movie about six hours ago, seven hours ago, and I don't know if I have a complete opinion on it either. And maybe that's what this podcast will be: is that well, this will be a support group a formulation. <laughs> no, this, this is we'll we'll talk it out, and maybe we can figure it out together. This will be a a living. Uh, breathing organism that we're about to create here. So um, uh, we'll, we'll just see. So, so Sam, I, I kind of know your opinion, but no one else yeah. does. So what's your opinion? I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. Now, now bear in mind, I am also on, on Corny's side. I, I'm not a real horror movie fan. And, you know, I don't go to the movie theater to go see these horror movies. The Saw movies, they just don't interest me. The, you know, Friday the 13th, Jason, all that sort of stuff, I just never really watched. But what what drew me to this movie was uh, Whedon, knowing jo- Joss Whedon had had put his mark on this thing, um, kind of made me curious because he he is well known for taking a genre and kind of turning it on its head. And uh, this movie, <laughs> this movie certainly certainly does that. And I I'm trying not to get into spoilers yet because we'll we'll do that when we start I guess talking in, uh, about it. But um, of, of course, course, it's hard to spoil a movie that you don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, nothing. Continue. All right. Um, it's. I thought it was. You know. I thought it was fairly simple to understand. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, okay. um, I I enjoyed this more along the lines of the uh, uh, of what the, I guess what they were trying to to tell us about horror movies. And about okay. audiences of horror movies, and um, I enjoyed that a heck of a lot more than I enjoyed the slasher part of this movie. Um, I enjoyed the humor, um, and uh, and how they treated the two different worlds that they really put in together in this movie. Uh, because by the time you get to the third act, when those two worlds collide, it uh, it gets interesting. Yes. Uh... If you have not seen this movie yet, you really should go get it on Netflix. Yes. Uh, it it none of the things that we're talking about will make any sense. Sometimes you can listen to the cast and not actually watch the movie and just kind of be okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I wouldn't wish rubber on anyone. So, <laughs> but this one I think is worth the hour and a half. Um, yeah, I'll agree to that. It's yeah. it, 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 it might not be. You know, I'm not not set. You know your movie pants on fire, but it is, it is a neat, neat idea of a film. I think. Yes. Yeah. I'll agree with that. It is a neat idea. Just... It's a neat idea, but there's some things I, I think they failed at. And, and I think the ending though, uh, it made me laugh. I thought was kind of, it was kind of dumb. <laughs> I don't, I think. You know, um, what, what do you think of the movie overall? What's what's your general? So, so my general kind of view of the movie is is that I, I other th- other than when I was confused, I was laughing out loud, and <laughs> and at, th- at things I'm supposed to, and at things maybe I'm not. I don't know. Um, obviously, you've got your typical five character horror movie thing, and yep. for some reason, it's explained later on that it always has to be five for some reason. 
But I think the movie itself is actually making fun of the typical uh, horror genre where there's always seems to be five people. It's always three guys and two girls. And I've yes. always that's even my uh, my second trope of the film is five teens on a trip. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, they're like you know maybe they're in their twenties, but whatever. You get I mean, Cabin in the Woods is five people on, on a trip. Um, the Evil Dead is five people, and, and, and I don't know if the Evil Dead started that genre. I don't know if they created that trope. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, again, I'm with I think most of you guys. I don't I don't really watch the horror films. I uh, just I'm not a huge fan of them. Um, I. The sci-fi part of it was fun. <laughs> uh, the, the, the you know the, the the shields and the and the the, the very Hunger Games like Control Center was fun. The two. Well, anyway, we'll get into that in a second. So yeah. As we what kinda, what is this? Well, do you want to? Should we ask what is this movie about? Oh yeah. Oh geez, I'm glad you. Uh, what, what is this movie? <laughs> well, in case you don't know what this movie is, and you can't go to IMDb and 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 read for yourself. Um, <laughs> Uh, our lovely Catherine will tell you what this movie is. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin in the woods where they get more than they bargained for. Together, they must discover the truth behind the cabin in the woods. It sounds so happy. <laughs> I, I wish I had listened to this prior to the movie. I would feel so much better. It's Next like a time on Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> So that yeah, fantastic. thank you, Catherine. That was awesome. Yes, that was that was great. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was uh, my favorite take that she did. Um, yeah. So so the notes. So this movie starts off like any typical teen road trip horror film. You got five teens for whatever reason. They're all going to go on a weekend trip to some cabin in the woods. And I can't tell how many times they actually. I think they said that phrase like three times in the movie. And I, I wanted to go ah, you know, make a noise every time they did it, or ring a bell or something, but. I didn't. Um, I took a shot. There you go. Nice. Not really if many of my students are listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's okay, Chad. You're over 21. You can drink. That's, well, yeah. Uh, so they go on a trip, and you've got your, and each one is a stereotype. You know, you've got your jock, which was Chris Hemsworth, uh, our blaring Star Trek connection, uh, or Thor connection, you know, however you want to look at it. You've got your your kind of nerd dude who I didn't recognize him from anything. Um, you've got the oh, stoner. The, uh, the nerd guy was from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Jesse Williams. Kind of a shame that I know that. That's nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, Grey's Anatomy. Now that I recognize it, yeah. Embrace it. Embrace it. That's okay. Um, and then we have we have uh, Shaggy, uh, <laughs> stoner dude, and he. I did see some fun trivia about uh, Fran. Fran is that his name? Fran um, Kranz. He's actually in better shape than Chris Hemsworth. So yeah, I read that. So that's why he doesn't jump in the water because he would have to take his clothes off, and he would actually make the other guys look insignificant <laughs> um, in comparison. So that's why he's always wearing baggy clothes. Is that he doesn't want to? It wouldn't fit the character. You wouldn't think a stoner dude would be in shape, but he is. Yeah. So you got, they're going on a road trip and then they meet, what do they call him? The Harbinger? The Harbinger. Yeah. Malachi. Uh, Malachi, which is a perfect, uh, you know, professorial right. name. And they By always, the way, and they always, go ahead, Corny. 
Oh, by the way, Malachi, uh, speaking of horror movies, uh, is the name of one of the kids in Children of the Corn. Right. Um, That's right, yep. A, a movie that, that literally uh, I would have nightmares about if I even heard the name up until I was like seven. Um, <laughs> I mistakenly watched this with uh, my, my oldest sister, Vicky, who uh, just didn't give a damn about anything that I watched or uh, my own personal fears and nightmares. Uh, but uh, I watched that, and first of all, the fact that it has corn in it, uh, just haunted me because my name is Cornelius, and then on top of that, it's uh, a weird fear to have. <laughs> that is the weird, yeah. <laughs> no, because I got, then, I got nothing on this. Yeah, yeah I'm afraid it's in my vegetables because my last name is Vector, the Destroyer. And uh, <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, sorry, Malachi gave me a moment. I was like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> well, as soon as you saw him on screen. You, you knew what he was. He was the, the guy who says that if you go up there, you're going to die. And, of course, they don't listen to him. And, and, and not every movie has that guy, but a lot do. A lot of, yeah. of this um, genre definitely has that. And as soon as I saw him, that actor, I recognized him. Um, it took me a while, but he was, uh, he was in an episode of NCIS where he, he kills a couple of uh, teenagers for making noise and whatever. And, um, and then he was also also in Star Trek, so he would be our second Star Trek connection. This movie is just uh, lousy with Star Trek people, which is fine. Um, then this, they go into the, they get to the cabin, which of course my next note is: is that the cabin from the Evil Dead? Is uh, it? It's, it's not. Be- but, oh. I believe they designed it to, to look a little like it, though. it. It does look a lot like it. It's clearly different on the inside. Of course, it has a basement just like the Evil Dead house. Uh, I, I think they're paying some kind of tribute to that movie mm-hmm. um, and to the point that later in the trivia, uh, there's a, well, I'll, anyway, so they get to the house and then we find out that the house was owned by a bunch of weird, creepy people back in the 18, 19, 20th century, early 1900s. But, but, but we, we, we have some things before that, if I remember right. Well, there's a lot of things before. I don't, I don't want to talk about yeah. everything. I'm just giving you the, the basic plot. They get there, basic and then plot. and then you know shit gets real, and they <laughs> they read a book, which of course you have to read a book, and you got to read the Latin part. You have to, what, you gotta read, yeah. what did you think about the choices? I, I thought that was interesting, uh, but um, why do you think it was important for them to choose their own fate? I, I don't know. I don't think it was. I think you had to move the movie along somehow. They had yeah. to, the, you can't just, they can't just get there and then they get killed because then it's not very interesting. Okay. Are you, are you, are you, do you know more well, than I do? I mean, I mean well, how, I, I guess we're into the spoilers here, right? Sure. Okay. If, if you've seen this movie, you, you know, this major spoilers here, the, these five people are there to get killed. Four of them, definitely. The fifth one, maybe. Right. That's it's part awesome. of the. The rules. This is all part of, of a ritual that we have done, you know, the story says we have done for ages. You know, something we have to do to appease some sort of evil gods, right? And within the ritual are certain rules. The first rule is the the passengers, the travelers must be warned about what's to come and choose to go anyway. That was the, the, uh, the gas attendant guy. Yeah, Malachi. Right? Malachi and most horror movies have that element where, you know, the, the the people who are about to be killed choose to go do whatever they're going to do, even though they've been warned not to do it. It's, it's kind of like uh, you know if you think of even Deliverance, 
you know, there's there's a bit of a, of a, a foreboding, you know, when he's up there playing the banjo with the kid, you know, and uh, and a lot of other movies as well where they're just, you know, something bad is coming, but they're like, haha, we're going to go instead, especially the bad horror movies. Right. Yeah. Um, so you get these five folks in a cabin. And of course, you have to have the stereotypes. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But the second part of the ritual is the the travelers slash what would you call them? Not hostages. What are they? The victims. There you go. The, the victims. Sac- sacrificial lambs. Sacrificial lambs must choose their own fate. So that's the part of the basement in terms of all the different things that are in that basement. They themselves must choose it. The people in the office or the, the control room can't do it for them because that would not appease the gods. And by gods, he means literal gods. Okay, this is the part of the movie that really sucks for me, okay? <laughs> I, when they said that they have to appease the band, the big guy downstairs, they literally, they're, they're talking about like Olympic gods or titans. And they have to have the blood of these sacrifices in order to not come to earth and kill everything, which seems kind of dumb, but whatever. So I kept thinking in my mind the entire time that that can't be real, that, <laughs> that they're just telling us that because that's what they need to tell us, that uh, the, two, the two dudes, Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins... Which were perfect in that role, by oh, the way. Oh, they were great. Uh, they were great. Uh, Bradley Woodford, you know him from like the West, West Wing, Wing and West Billy Wing, Madison yeah. and things like that. Um, and he plays that kind of great Weasley kind of dude. And Richard Jenkins just kind of plays that straight-laced bureaucrat kind of guy. Office know? guy. Boring, yeah. boring CIA agent analyst dude. He plays yeah. that part really well. And I kept thinking in my mind that they keep using they they and then they get a phone call from upstairs from no they get a phone call from downstairs was it downstairs everything is downstairs because upstairs is the real world where shit is happening where people are dying that's right that's right okay so they get a call so I, I I did did Hades call him on the phone I don't know and then at the end of the movie we when it's down to your your two survivors. And they decide that, you know what, because then the, the rules say you have to kill four of them and they have to die in order. They have in to order. die in a certain order for whatever reason to make the and, gods happy, I guess. And and the reason in our world, in, in the real world that we, we live in, that we go watch this movie, in most uh, horror movies, this is the order that happens. In most horror movies, the five people that go, there is possibly one survivor at the end. There usually is. Yeah. Um, in Cabin in the Woods, <clears throat> not Cabin in the Woods, that's what this is. In, oh, what's that movie called? Evil Dead? No. It's, the other uh, Crap. They filmed it in Wilmington. It had the guy from... Uh, gro- oh, God, Iron Man? No. <laughs> Iron Man, yes. <laughs> Iron Man 3 is the movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> cabin Fever, that's what it is. There you cabin go. In there. Okay. They have that, that, in that movie, spoiler, they all die. Um, yeah. Damn it. Horrific deaths. And there's a few that, yeah, there's a few that, that do do that, but. Yeah. Um, and the order is you know, different, but it doesn't matter. The point is taken is that they need to die in a certain order again yeah. for whatever reason. 
other than to just kind of poke fun at their own yeah, industry. I saw <clears throat> I saw a great infographic somewhere online today when I was researching this that uh, they actually brought, put numbers up of all the horror movies and the statistics on uh, the people who died, the order they died, how they died, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was the script to Cabin in the Woods. Nice. You know, it's you've got the the uh, promiscuous slutty girl mm-hmm. uh, is generally the first one offed, mainly because you kind of root for that kind of girl to get offed, right? As a as an as well, an audience, I mean, as somebody sitting in the audience, and as an angry god, you are rooting for that person to to get off, mainly because it's a boring character, right? You just wait and, for her to take her clothes whoa, off, whoa, whoa, whoa. and then it's time for her to die. There you go. Okay, there you go. Yeah. And they even said, they even said, it's like, and there it is. Okay. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, they had to manipulate this a la Hunger Games-esque, which I believe this was before Hunger Games, because this was sitting on the shelf for a while before they released it. But, um. Well, the books have been out for 15 yeah. years, right? So, anyway. Has it been 15 years? Jeez. I don't Jeez. know. I don't know. I, I don't um. Know. So anyway, so so they off the the, the blonde, and uh, fairly horrifically, right? It, yeah, it, she, yeah, she gets she cut in off half. with her head. Yeah, she gets yeah she well, yeah she gets her head cut off. the The fun part about yeah. it is how they choose, right? They they have to go down and they have to choose and they choose the book. Um, and and what's his name? Bradley Whitford Hadley was so looking forward to Chris to the Merman <laughs> Hemsworth to blow the conch and get the Merman, and um. <laughs> Which, yeah. which huge spoiler at the end of the movie when 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 well we'll, we'll get to that point but his death is hilarious yes um, yes oh, really but um <laughs> but anyway okay so you've got the 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 female uh, gets off first the the second person usually offed is is the, the is the is the sidekick funny dude sidekick funny dude and generally the audience hates when that happens right. because it's it's one of the more it's the characters you're enjoying. Right, and in this movie, you know, even though he was a splitting image of Shaggy from Scooby Doo, really was. Um, he was kind of interesting and kind of funny, and he was the only one figuring things out. Yeah, and and knowing he, what was going on. Well, in my in he my, was my sh- favorite. Oh, oh yeah, he's everyone's favorite character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in most horror movies, that happens to be the second person killed off is usually that person leaving three people left. Right. Well, yeah. Thanks for the math lesson, business major. <laughs> Um, I, I wrote in my show notes. I don't want to get too far away from these because these are, I think, interesting. So I, I first thing I wrote is creepy guy from NCIS. Great. And then I wrote Hunger Games Shield, the, where the eagle gets gets it in the face with the shield and blows up. So we now establish that there's a shield around this cabin and that they are stuck, stuck, uh, yeah. and they are they are going to be controlled uh, a la Hunger Games. Uh, yeah. Then I wrote Cabin from Evil Dead. And then I wrote the line, am I still on speakerphone? Because I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Malachi calls in to let them know that the, that the kids have done their, their thing and he's done their bit. And, he, and he, he he's spouting prophecy. So, and, yeah. and he's got him on speakerphone. He goes, do you have me on speakerphone? No, 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 no. And, of course, everyone's in the room can hear. And then they're all laughing. And then he's like, okay, you're, you're off speakerphone. And then he starts spouting prophecy again. And then he's, they all start laughing in the room. And he goes, am I still on speakerphone? It was really funny. So then I wrote betting. So they all bet on how they're going to choose to die. Yes. And I thought, I'm, think, I'm, I'm watching this to, to myself thinking, these are the worst humans on the planet. This, <laughs> this, this, is, this is where humanity has gotten that. Because they know. 
And again, that's what made me kept thinking that this isn't real, is that these human beings are betting on mm. how these other humans are going to choose their own death. Even the new guy in the movie, the, um, the new security guard dude, who keeps asking the questions so that we can get the answers, mm-hmm. seems completely unfazed by the fact that this is just the way things are. We mm-hmm. just pick five people and then they go into the cabin and they die. But at the same time, don't we as as moviegoers go see these movies knowing that people are going to get slaughtered? Yes, but no one's actually dying in our True. movies. I mean, these people <laughs> are are watching this knowing that these other people are actually going to die. You know, we well, we so don't go to we don't go people? to what, we don't go to the football game to watch uh, Peyton Manning actually kill someone. No, but we do go to hockey games expecting a fight to break out. That's true, we do. And we are a, a nature, a, a, a people that do like our violence. And, are and you he, not entertained? Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say, go back to the gladiator days. We used to, to have people battle to the death in I, front of... Uh, I'm, I'm, you're right. I mean, I'm not saying that humans are, are perfect by any stretch of imagination. Yeah. We are a horrible species. It's just the fact that we have fingers and toes and... You're a horrible species. Well, I mean, and it's a simple fact that that for our entertainment, we enjoy seeing seeing some misery on somebody else. Absolutely. Whether it's it's that nasty hit in football that we all love to see in slow mo, to uh, when when it's on the other movie like Saw, (laughs) right? Where people are being tortured to death yeah that torture porn stuff i I yeah i I I can't get into it i I hate that stuff um no you're right and people we we as a viewing audience we obviously love it because i mean we like to be scared we like to watch other people suffer i don't know why maybe it makes ourselves feel better um and maybe there's something about the four of us that we don't like horror films maybe we have i don't know maybe it says something to us maybe not uh going back to my my notes real quick before we get too far into the movie which well whatever (laughs) Um, uh, I wrote, I'm not going in that basement with anything less than a shotgun. Of course, I I misspelled shotgun and wrote shot bun, but whatever. Um, That sounds tasty. And I want to a shot bun. So when they dare her to go down there, I I, I would say, yeah, sure. Just find me a weapon. Yeah, and, and this is this is after the makeout session with the creepy wolf. That was really weird. Yeah, they do a truce yeah, dare, was. and they make her make out with a wolf. And, and and when I saw this the first time, I fully expected something to happen there. I did too. I kind of yeah, expected the wolf to bite well, her face you, off. You got all the music going on, and I mean, it was it led you to think that something was about to bite her face off. But yeah, that, and and she was really good at what she was doing, and it was kind of <laughs> odd. Um, strange yeah. feelings were happening. I don't know what was going on. So. <laughs> You know the the, the husband bulge. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know uh, that was actually going to be your nickname, Corny, but I changed it. Oh damn! Uh, You might say that uh, they triple dog dared her to make it with a wolf. Point for Corny. So then we get to the scene, like Sam was getting to a uh, to a point. Uh, we have the sexy girl, and she she dies before she dies. Of course, they're going to have sex uh, outside. Her and Chris Hemsworth get to that PG thirteen rating. Yep. Well, they get to the R rating because they show boobies. I mean, oh, they've already they've already dropped the f bomb like four times. Four we're already or five times. Yeah. So we're definitely very R at this point. It's a hard R film. Um, so of course, the guys in the control room are manipulating like you know marionette or puppeteers. You know, oh, it's too dark out here. Well, then we'll make the moon brighter. And oh, I'm cold. We'll crank it up to seventy-two degrees. So you want to take off your clothes? Oh, you're not horny enough. Here's some pheromones. I mean, they're manipulating the scene pretty, 
pretty, you know, substantially. And I think it was almost for their own amusement so that she takes her top off and they're like, there it is. And then of course they, and and they pick, they have to, I don't know what it is about the movie. Why I think we felt like it as a viewing audience that it works better if there's zombies, maybe because zombies are really popular right now as a culture, why it had to be the, the, that they had a name. What was the name of the family? Oh, Buckner, the Buckner uh, family, the yeah. Buckner, Buckner redneck zombies. Yeah. yeah. The Buckner redneck zombies. Yeah. Um, why, why it needed to be them? You know, you know, why, why couldn't have been the merman or the, the evil unicorn or, <laughs> um, yeah. When the unicorn stabbed the dude like three times in the chest, that's later on in the movie, but that I laughed out loud and was going, what is happening? Like my my mind can't grasp the fact that a beautiful creature like a unicorn just stabbed a guy three times. He's, he's not lying, folks. A, a, oh, a unicorn it. ran through a hall and speared a guy against the wall three yeah. times against the wall. Uh, was, like, he yeah. backed up and hit him again. Like backed up and hit him again. I thought, what is happening? Yeah, I wonder what object in that basement was the unicorn. You know, you start trying to think. What are some of those things? I want to I want to go back and look at the background to see what all the crap that was down there could have. Right. An old bottle of glue. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Well, they bottle of glue. Um, so, so then they they choose the okay. thing, and then death and destruction, and they all get picked off one by one until basically it's just down to the blonde, to the to, to the to the virgin character. Uh, and then we find out that, and I actually wrote this in my notes. I wrote uh, creepy creepy guys watching sexy stuff. Um, I thought the stoner would live longer, and then he comes. <laughs> then he comes back. Yes. That's the big spoiler. He comes back. He's actually almost able to save them. Um, they were trying to escape, and he was able to find some kind of maintenance hatch and almost override the system, and they are almost able to escape, which leads Chris Hemsworth to do this heroic moment, which you know is going to fail, which yeah, cause pissed it was me off to no end. With the Falcon or whatever that hit them. Yeah, you knew and that there you was. You knew a... it was coming once. Once he got on that bike, you're like, "Oh no!" Yeah, this I knew is, as soon as he's going to get on that bike, I knew he was going to die. And I'm literally not literally because I'm in my office at work, but I'm screaming mentally. Someone stop him! Someone, <laughs> someone, just pick up a rock and throw it to go. Hmm, that's a far distance. How far is that? And he throws it, and it hits the shield, and then, like, have him get killed by a zombie. I'm okay <laughs> with him's worth dying. Thor, sure, he needs to die. I yep. get it, but the way he died was such a bitch move, and I was pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and and not only that, but did you notice how long the camera lasted oh, showing man. him? Oh my god, he hall, fell forever. <laughs> it, it almost makes you hope that when he hit the thing, that it killed him. Yeah. Oh yeah. As opposed to just kind of knocks him out, and then he just falls all the way down like Gandalf. I mean, <laughs> so. I felt bad for Chris, but again, I just, I was so pissed off that his death I was just nerd storytelling there. I loved it because uh, you knew it was going to happen. You knew it was there. You knew the pretty boy was going to get it. Uh, you just, yeah. and then you, the nerd, when he took it to the neck with the, oh, the, the, dude yeah. oh, God. the, the trailer, <laughs> I didn't expect it, but I, I, I didn't bother me. I, I didn't, yeah. I'm like, so that's the way the death should be is you don't expect them to happen. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's the way the death is. You're driving along and all of a sudden he gets a knife in the back of the neck. And that's yeah, cool. Yeah. And once again, like you're, you're starting. You're starting to see the <laughs> the tables being turned on the horror genre by this movie with some of these deaths and by some of these slash resurrections. 
You know, you never see the stoner funny guy come back. Well, he's, I mean, he, he is ripped, never, apparently, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, not so, in the story. I know, I know. It's just the actor. Yeah. But um, it's just, it's beautiful. You know, this the, the hero runs into a freaking wall. See, I don't know. I, I wouldn't use the word beautiful, though, because literally my notes, my next note is Thor's death couldn't have been worse. I was so pissed off. I don't well, know. That, if... That's what I mean. It, it's a beautiful death because of how awkward and and pointless and expected slash unexpected expectedness. Yeah, something wrong with you. Word. Something wrong with you. That's what yeah, that is. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, so. it, it pissed me off, but it doesn't matter because there was some other stuff that pissed me off in the movie. But that's fine. Um, and then and then I don't I didn't write anything for a while just because I was so enamored with what was happening. <laughs> Uh, so basically, once they figure out what's going on, that they're they're part of some big ultra maze, not maze, but this Hunger Games situation, and yeah. they're actually able to to get down into the system, and they're in this really cool looking scene where it looks like they're part of a giant Rubik's cube, yeah. and they see all these other monsters and things, and that, that they could have had to fight. And I kept thinking to myself, there's a bunch of those things that I would rather have faced than a family of zombies. Zombies. Really, uh, or, some, like, like the ghost, maybe, or uh, I don't know the I, the ghost. How would you other than you know vacuum like, cleaner? Well, I don't know. The freaking nine year old Chinese girls freaking killed the ghost. So I mean, why couldn't five Americans? They didn't kill it. They turned it into a, to a half frog. Well, there you go. Frog. I mean, that stoner dude probably could have smoked it. For all I know, I mean, I don't know. That would have been I, awesome. By that the way. that brings up my only question in the movie is why? I mean, I guess it's a fail safe with these other cultures doing doing these things mm-hmm. um, in terms of sacrifices. Right. Because apparently it only takes one complete sacrifice to work. Right. But I love the homage to the Japanese-style horror. Yeah. That just cracked me up. Absolutely cracked me up. And, and not only that, but to have it fail so so miserably. Here's, and, uh, but here's my question <laughs> to that point. If the rules for the gods in America are that you have to kill yep. a jock, a virgin, yep. a slut, those were nine-year-old Chinese girl, uh, Japanese girls, and I believe that's that's one of the plot holes. That yeah. I can't figure out. I can't answer that question. Like they're all I, nine-year-old girls, so they're all virgins. I mean, no, no. I, I think I think what it is is that every nation, whatever, uh, has their basically. You send the people in hoping that they'll die, but the Americans, on the other hand, manipulate the game enough to make these situations happen. And I think the other countries aren't manipulating enough, and the people are beating these sacrifices. And so you that get, still this, doesn't this answer that, that still doesn't answer my question. Yeah. yeah if the, if the gods are demanding five sacrifices or four plus one, basically there's not those five stereotypes in the other cultures. Well, the Americans just choose that way. Maybe. Why? Because we do. We I mean, that's, did. that's the thing. If the gods are telling the Americans, this is what we want. Then why wouldn't the gods say that to every other culture? Well, maybe if it's just... all dependent upon this one scenario, so this is where I get real pissed off with this movie, is that now we're talking we're talking about gods again. This is where I kept expecting to, the movie to 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 pull the, the 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 wizard out from behind the curtain and go that this was all behind some crazy billionaire scheme to entertain himself so he could masturbate in some room and watch these four people die. Or, right. or it was it was something was else. I kept expecting it to be something else other than legitimate titans living in the ground who 
burst out with a giant hand at the end of the movie. I, I was actually genuinely disappointed by that. For some reason, my brain doesn't want to accept the fact that. <laughs> well, it's you know why? Throughout the entire movie, you're you're living in a horror universe. Yeah, and you you it, it would be a lot like going from aliens to I don't know uh, Thor. to like to, a, you know real life Thor. You know, yeah, like, like a thing. Thor, or going from aliens, and all of a sudden at the end of Aliens, you've got a uh, Wrath of the Titans. Um, Medusa popping out. It just uh, it's it's hard to fit hard to put those two together. I think I think it was done on purpose um, well, because yeah. of that because it was you know not, first of all they needed a reason and I think the 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 archetype of the bored billionaire or the uh, or even the you know the culture that demands it is is getting a little old. Why not bring in something that's older than dirt? Yeah, you know, exactly. We, I was going to say, let's just, let's just use something that's older than everything. Yeah. It's sacrificing to gods, which we as humans used to do. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was one of the big plot holes to me was, again, the Chinese girls. Why does it, yeah. why does it have to be five American and, stereotypes with just... And like, I think they plugged that in just because they wanted to play an homage to, to Japanese horror. Sure. I mean, all the other all the other screens didn't show us anything other than yeah. fail. Now there was a second yeah. screen, and it, for an instant, it showed, and I cannot remember what it showed, but it looked like some weird looking monster in that. Yeah, screen. it looked like a yeti or a, like a yeah. minotaur or something that had been killed. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I don't know. It just. I mean, what if they would have killed the 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 Buckner family? They couldn't. They were zombies. Yeah, she killed that one. She she stabbed it enough times that it stopped moving. The one that was it, in the basement it, that was upside down? Yeah, it stopped moving, though. Oh, I thought it did. Oh, no. It, it was still for a while. Okay, then let's pretend that they picked the yeah, merman. Like, and knocked they, it out. And then they killed the merman. I mean, what do you then do? he's got brothers and sisters that crawl out of the lake. Right. Whatever. <laughs> See, now you're, you're just making up the rules now. I don't know. That's what they do. They're it's the screenwriter's prerogative. I know. I mean, to... but you can kill zombies. Josh I mean, Whedon is never wrong. How dare you? I uh, will. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll hail it to Josh Whedon and whatnot, but you know, he, what have he... we done? Uh... <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's two. <laughs> so, so Thor's death could have been worth magic, majestic music for the unicorn killing. The music itself was actually pretty awesome. Yeah, for the whole movie, it was suspenseful. And I forgot and... about the music of the unicorn killing. Oh, it's oh, so that's glorious! Right. <laughs> this, these angels are perfect, and then this thing is stabbing this guy through. Like, um, that one really stuck with me. Uh, I, I did like so. Basically, once they are able to, they actually get into the system, and and they they the two characters, our heroes, um, Shaggy and Thelma, run into. Uh, this control room and they happen to walk into the room that has the override release and she punches that button and every monster that exists bursts out of the elevators and it was hilarious. Yes. I love that scene, but I just have to ask this question. Why even have that button? It seems yeah. like a real dumb button, doesn't exactly. it? Yes, and that's that was the biggest trope that I wrote down is the the you know fail safe button, the release all button, the nuclear yeah. button. I, I you know I, yeah, I wrote well, the release the evil on the evil people or the fight fire with fire trope. Yeah, yeah, and what can, can I make a, a, an argument against that statement? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are these people truly evil? Yes. Why? Because. 
They are. I I can argue that they are not. In 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 the moment when I wrote it, they're evil. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, evil's not the right word, but it was the trope that I picked. Uh, yes. To fight fire with fire. I mean, f- f- take out the word evil in their own right that they're not being evil. They're preserving the human race. Just yes. like the Mayans who sacrificed the kids thought that they were doing what they were supposed to do for their gods. We look at them now and go, you were all horrible people. But to them at the time, it was what the normal thing to do. So, okay, evil is not the right word. But it's okay. still the release, the fight fire with fire button. Or the fight fire with fire trope. Um, but yeah, why do you have that button? On what situation ever does someone need to go, hmm... You know, we better find to make a button so we can release all of the monsters at one time into the building just in case. Just in case. Well, sir, what would that just in case be? Doesn't matter. I'm a god. Do what I say. I have the red phone. Do what I say. Oh, better better question. Why was the door wide the hell open? Yeah, why wasn't there? A, yeah, and I mean, it seems really easy, too, to release that thing. I just, like, I kind of feel like... There's no two key system. Exactly. Not a, an exactly. Eye yeah. <laughs> With all yeah. the technology they have, why the hell not have like a you know yeah. facial scanner, retina scanner? I mean, you could do all that, but no, no, we'll just leave it wide open. Yeah. So. Again, and obviously for the movie situation, it wouldn't work if you have to go through 15 different steps to to activate it. All she has to do is flip up that button and then hit it. Uh, which, again, I, I laughed out loud. I mean, when when that giant snake thing came out and ate that dude, and the and the <laughs> And the bat dragon came. I mean, all the monsters were clever and fun, and I laughed when people were. It was just carnage, and I. That was when the movie got fun for me, truly. Yeah. Uh, from from that moment when she hits the red button until Sigourney Weaver showed up, I was having the best time of my life. I was loving every <laughs> second of it. Up until that point, I was a little pissed off. <laughs> and then because they kept trying to play this trick on me and then we get to this moment and then finally they get their comeuppance again they're not evil sam but it's still it was still satisfying to watch these people who have been watching these five people die get get theirs um you got to have an antagonist so yeah yeah right and especially when when bradley whitford is, is <laughs> he he gets eaten by a merman and he sees that thing crawling, and that thing was the stupidest looking merman ever. It literally looked like the the costume from it came it look, from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, it looked like a fat man in a bad outfit is yeah. what it looked like. And then he he looks at it and goes, "Oh man!" And then it eats him. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we get to the end, and then Sigourney Weaver shows up, and I guess she's. I thought she was Satan at first. I yeah, got, I thought that that was where this was going. Was that this was. A thing between, like, I literally thought, actually, instead of the evil billionaire, now that I got to my notes and I'm reading, that this was some kind of game between God and the devil, like in Constantine. That they, they had made this this thing that in order to keep the devil down in the, in the depths of hell, we have to do these sacrifices. But all these people work for him. These are all, that's why I use the word evil, I think, is that all these people work for the devil and that Sigourney Weaver is the devil. I literally thought that. And then one is this because you watched Ghostbusters last week and she was partly evil for a while. Yeah, she would actually. She's been in two movies we've done now. That's weird. Yeah. We've only done ten movies and we've already had a repeat customer. That's kind of fun. But but well, I must Chris, say, Chris Hemsworth. But we didn't we didn't, didn't yeah. air that episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. 
So way to go. I, I must say, I, I kind of agree with you, Opie, where the, the fun did for me kind of stop when she showed up. It yeah. was, it, it was, it wasn't clever anymore. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Cause now at this point we have to explain crap. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, we have and, to explain all the stuff that doesn't make sense. And were we supposed to have, was it supposed to be a big impact moment that it was Sigourney Weaver? Does that make sense? I, I think it would have been funnier to have someone, I don't know, more comedic. <laughs> like have Nathan Fillion come out. <laughs> See, <laughs> I just made a better movie. <laughs> yeah. um, have Nathan, because then you have this, uh, or have. Or Wash. Or, or have yeah, Wash have Wash come, come yeah. out. Or if you want the female, then, then get uh, Wash's wife. I can't remember her name. Um, Zoe. Zoe. Uh, get her to come out. I, I don't know if it had, why was Sigourney Weaver. I don't know. Maybe because she has this status of power and and she looks like a CEO. Well, the the only thing I saw reading about it online is is she is kind of poster child of the women of horror in terms of her her movies and alien or her uh, alien movies. But yeah, again, yeah. Mm, you yeah. I mean, there's so many well, yeah. not so many but well, you could have done options. Jamie Lee Curtis on that Jamie same Lee Curtis, yeah. yeah but then again Actually, then it, then we would have been saying well they should have gotten Sigourney Weaver yeah. I, I still <laughs> think I, I, I think it was a bad move on their part to try to make that an impactful moment yeah. I just it didn't work for me and then she has and a I fist fight with uh, then she has a fist fight with the dude again yeah. I thought really I, I still kind of think Stunner Dude could take you I mean he's killed zombies and a lot of other stuff has happened to him. I'm pretty sure he can beat your ass. Yeah. So that's that's kind he, of. He already had the uh, the Popeye effect with the uh, <laughs> the use of weed. Yeah. Oh, it's a good trope, Corey. I never thought about that. You're right. He had the spinach effect, the Popeye bit. Um, <laughs> that's great. It was, but it was different. It was the different Popeye trope because a lot of movies have the I call it the spinach moment. Um, uh, what's it like in Spider Man? Uh, or when he uh, when, uh, when, the, when the first Spider Man when uh, Green Goblin's about he threatens uh, he threatens the girl married, yeah and then that's it then at that point he becomes strong again. There's a lot of movies that 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 happens and so that's a different type of trope in this movie. But you're right. But it was his his super power was was the weed being a pothead being yeah. a pothead. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if anything has taught us that this movie has taught us is that smoking weed is is good for your health. Uh, and it saves lives. It saves lives, as long as you're yeah. in the state of Denver and Washington. I think those are the only two that yeah. allow that stuff. The state of Denver, the state of Colorado. Sorry, I knew where you were going with that, but yeah, sorry. Uh, I got a, I got a Broncos football staring me in the face right now. So anyway, um, so yeah, I wrote, I literally wrote Sigourney Weaver question marks. I just thought that was yeah. weird. But again, and then when they decide not to kill, you know, Shaggy. After the girl has already been attacked by a werewolf, um, <laughs> they 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 show this giant hand come out of the ground. So that so that's that's basically the movie in a nutshell. Uh, I did have some more tropes: uh, naked dancing in an open window. That never happens in real life, but in horror movies, it's <laughs> rampant. It's just crazy how how many girls are just willing to take their clothes off. Uh, but, of course, they make it a joke later on in the scene when Chris Hemsworth walks in and he's talking to her and then he says, you're not wearing pants. And she's, oh, my God. But I, I just kind of feel like, I mean, girls, right? You, you know you're not wearing pants. I mean, I, I kind of feel like you would know. So, whatever. <laughs> you know, you go out, you walk outside. I, know, I, I shoes, think we went to a socks, different college. Pants, you know. uh, we all went to the same college. Oh, really? Okay. Well, apparently they, you didn't go to the fun side. <laughs> to the fun side. 
whatever. Uh, so we call that stalking. You can't do that. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> so I wrote down a trope, but it actually didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. Okay. So I wrote the trope, uh, the, the mean, me, being mean to the creepy guy will come back to haunt you trope. Uh, uh, what's that road, that movie, um, hitch, the hitcher or the hitchhiker where the two are on a road trip and, or, and they, they, they see a guy hitchhiking and they don't stop to pick him up and then he catches up to them and then he eventually takes over their car. There's a lot of movies like that where you're, you're mean to the wrong guy. So in my mind, before this all got, you know, gods and whatever, I kind of thought that Malachi was, was kind of the the force behind it. Oh, you're well, mean to way, me. It's... Okay. You're going to go into my crazy game of webs and, and I'm going to do mean things to you. I didn't really realize that he was just the, so it's a trope that exists. Just not this movie. It's Mordecai, by the way, we've been saying Malachi, I think. And, oh, uh, Mordecai. Oh, Mordecai. Yeah. Mordecai. You're right. Yeah, Mordecai. Yeah. Uh, Tim Desarn. He has a cool name. Uh, sex in the woods. That's a good trope. Um, uh, yeah. Anybody else have any other tropes? That's, I, I, I think that's the only ones I have. Uh, let's see. Um, I didn't oh, really. Ha- oh, waifu. Uh, the the martial art of the uh, pretty girl running through a movie where she should have died already. Uh, that I think that's actually the term that people use for uh, how the girl gets through the movie is through quote unquote waifu. Um, waifu. Way, waifu, like a wafer, but foo, waifu. Okay. And I think that I think that's the legit term for what people call. Yeah, I don't say. I'm looking it up. Hmm. Chad, what were you yeah, saying? Well, corny's. I was going to say that I don't. I'm, it may not be a trope. I don't think it's a trope or anything. But have you noticed at the at the beginning of the film, you had when the the stoner got out of his car, he locked the car with the window was still with there. the window down. Yeah, that was a funny moment. <laughs> That bong that he had, by the way, was a, was a real bong. It was a fully functional. We're now into the trivia part of the of the podcast. The thermal coffee mug bong was fully functional mug and bong, as portrayed in the film. The prototype, which cost five grand to make. Whoa. Yeah. This movie won the 2012 Fright Meter Awards, including Best Horror Movie, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. Um, during the rampage, this, all right. So you, uh, us Whedon followers, the followers of the Whedon during the rampage, one of the monsters that is briefly visible is a reaver. The main monsters in Whedon's cult show firefly. <laughs> and of course this made me laugh on the whiteboard in the control room. They've got this big board of all the monsters that they're available in the control room, the staff are taking the bets on the victim's potential killers, both deadites as well of ang- as angry, well as molesting angry tree. tree. Angry molesting <laughs> tree are listed. These are obvious references to the Evil Dead, which also features a cabin in the woods. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, and I'm surprised nobody has mentioned probably the 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 funniest scene in the movie, and 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 in my mind the scene where. Uh, they're celebrating as she is getting beaten to snot on the deck. Oh, that was pretty oh, fun, yeah. actually. Or on the dock. Well, you know, to me, I actually wasn't laughing because I kept, because I, I kept watching what was going on and thinking to myself, no human being could survive what she's doing, what she's dealing with. <laughs> uh, and I mean, and she, and she survived it like a champ. 
Oh yeah, she. I mean, she vomited blood for God's sake. And then she got up and ran away. I mean, these these two guys, <laughs> Shaggy and Thelma. I mean, they were. I guess yeah, yeah, she's Thelma. I mean, they were freaking. I don't know, superhuman. Super I mean, hero, yeah. I mean, no wonder the god wanted their bloods, or the gods wanted their blood because these guys are on some awesome steroids. I mean, he <laughs> took a whatever that thing was that they dragged him out with. It looked like a. Um, like a bear trap that didn't snap down. Yep. It just pinched his back. I mean, he took that to the back and then survived somehow. Mm. Like he, 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 he did, he did kill one. He actually said that he chopped him up with the, oh, with, yeah. the with the garden yeah, trowel. But the, it's still alive. Look at the hand. Well, Look at the, remember it's not alive. The, it's undead, but well, well done. <laughs> a zombie arm. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Corny's little Good name. job. Zombie arm. Yeah, exactly. And that part was hilarious. I mean, that part made me laugh too. Again, everything from when they walk into the facility on, I was laughing out loud. I was chuckling. It was hilarious to me. All the cre- creative zombies and or not zombies, but the creative monsters and, <laughs> and, and and everything that they had, I was literally laughing at that point when he's shooting that machine gun and he's trying to do the thing. And I'm just, oh, I know you guys are going to die. It's just see how you do it. Um, I actually thought, what's his face? Uh, just no, uh, Richard Jenkins. I actually thought he was going to get away. I kind of had yeah. this feeling that he was somehow going to survive to report to Satan that what had happened and Satan would get mad and eat him or something. I don't know. Uh, so that's all the trivia that I wrote because that's all the trivia that I wrote. There was some other good stuff, but not really. <laughs> uh, I did actually do a, uh, a quote. We've, we've done them in the past. We've missed the last few episodes, but I did do a quote. Uh, and it was, um, this made me laugh, from the, it's from the stoner dude. Statistical fact. Cops will never pull over a man with a huge bong in his car. Why? Because they fear this man. And they know he sees further than they and that he will blind them with his ancient logics. Anyway, well, that's the movie. That's Cabin in the Woods. Um, yes. Uh, so at this point, we usually do an out of 10. Um, best out of 10. So how we rate the movie. Uh, so, uh, Chad, uh, how many... Not quite dead zombie arms. Do would you give this? I'm going to give this a solid seven undead zombie arms. Nice. Uh, 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 Corny, how many horrific unicorn death scenes would you give this? <sighs> well, I, I honestly, I have to give it a five. Oh um, wow! I, I, I can't like the movie one way or the other. There are good moments, but it wasn't enough for me to go. I'm going to watch this movie again because I'm not. I don't think I ever will. Yeah. Not because it was horrible. It's just that I can't um, I can't get into those kind of movies. Uh, so, and I hate to give it a five because I think it's worth more than a five, but my own personal opinion is I can't give it more than a five. I think it gets a five just because it's got Joss Whedon. Anything, if, if he wasn't <laughs> attached to it, I'd probably be, yeah, like three and a half, four. No, that's a... <laughs> That's, uh, a, that's very accurate. Uh, uh, Sam, how many uh, Mordecai's would you give this? Um, well, I, I don't think I'd give it any Mordecai's, but I'd probably give it probably seven and a half little ballerina girls with gaping mouths. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of pointy teeth. She had a lot Lots of teeth of in her teeth. face. But, I mean. Reminded me of the, the, the worm, the uh, sandworms from Dune or. Uh, right. Or. Uh, 
Sarlacc. juice. It's a Sarlacc. Sarlacc. What did you say, Chad? Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, Beetlejuice. the same one. Let me say it from... one more time. From no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Yeah, I think bad things will happen. Um, <laughs> good. All right. So, you, what did you? What was your number, Sam? I didn't. I, a seven and a half. Seven, seven and a half. half. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give it. Uh, IMDb gives it a seven point one. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that's too generous. I'd probably say I'd give it six and a half Evil Dead ripoffs. Uh, zombie things. but it's not a ripoff it's, it's not a, a, it's a it's a it's it's not a ripoff it's a it's kind of a tribute kind of a thing uh, yeah it's not a ripoff you're right it's it's a it's a salute so to speak so there you go well now we're gonna do something fun uh unlike what we've been doing for the last hour no i'm just using <laughs> um we're going to uh I do, we usually do a top three um and we usually try to relate it to the movie as best we can. So in this case, I asked for Facebook friends to give us their top three horror villains. Horror villains. Horror? Horror. horror villains. So uh, we got a couple of responses. Alan says, um, Michael Myers, one. Hannibal Lecter, two. Jason Voorhees, three. Honorable mentions <laughs> to Jigsaw and Leatherface. As best <laughs> classic as you can get. I mean, that's that's his... You know, you can't really go wrong with any of those. Um, okay, now now help me out. The movies they belong to, we've got Michael of Myers Hannibal is Lecter's Halloween. Or, yeah, Michael Myers is Halloween? No. Yes. Halloween. Okay. Yeah, he's not the guy from Shrek, but from Halloween, yes. Yeah. Uh um, Silence of Lambs is obviously Hannibal Lecter. Right. Uh Jason Voorhees, I'm guessing is Voorhees is uh, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, for a guy who hates Horror movies. I happen to know these. This is really <laughs> well. Me. These are the kind of the, the classics, and these were things that were really popular when all four of us were were kids in the eighties. And these were kind yeah. of these forbidden things that we weren't supposed to watch. But I'm pretty sure we all did at some point when mom and dad were out and we had the babysitter over. Well, um, except for Sam when he was, you know, uh, working his third shift job. Yeah. At the age of forty. Yeah, selling uh, alcohol. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we um. Yeah, I watched Friday the 13th, and it scared the crap out of me when I was nine. And that's probably why I don't watch horror films. Because it, it, was, that your first, was that your first horror film? Does ever, anybody remember their first horror film? Uh, Children of the Corn. Was it Children of the Corn? Okay, Children of the Corn. Absolutely. Yeah, it probably would have been. I don't remember much of Friday the 13th. Uh, I only remember that it, it kind of terrified me. The first one that I remember sitting down watching and being kind of scared at it was Event Horizon. <laughs> and that's because I wasn't expecting it to be a horror film because I didn't like the genre. You were looking for sci-fi. As yeah, I was expecting sci-fi. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, Alan, Dr. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park is killing everybody with nail guns. So <laughs> I, had a, I had a cousin um, smuggled in The People Under the Stairs. Have you ever heard about that one? No, it sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah it is really bad. Really bad. So... That was my first horror, and it probably turned me off to the entire genre. I will say this. I wasn't until college until I really kind of got in. You know, I, a, a buddy in college got me on. He, we watched, uh, we binge-watched the uh, the Halloween. I don't remember how many of we watched. We watched a bunch of them. The first yeah. two are actually genuinely really good movies, uh, genuinely really scary uh, movies. And, I, and I've seen some others since, you know, Ring and, and The Grudge and... Um, some other of those types of types of things, but, but yeah. just not a big fan, and, and that's okay. 
Uh, yeah, well, well, okay, yeah, we need uh, to keep going. Andrew, uh, Andrew said, uh, no in particular order, Carl Starger from The Cell, Brenda Bates from Urban Legend, and The Neighborhood Kids from The Stir of Echoes. Yeah, I agree with that one. Stir of Echoes creeped me out. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Got, I don't think I've ever heard I've of that one. It. Oh, Stir, it's got, um, what's your face? Uh, crap. It's got it's, so got the, it's it's got the Kevin Bacon and the girl mm. who was um, Kirk's mom in the reboot. She played thirteen, or she played yeah she played not thirteen, but she played. She was in House. Yes. She was in the show House, and she was yeah. Ted's girlfriend, who was the activist. I can't think of her name. Oh, okay, now I know who you're talking about. Uh, Je- Jennifer. Jennifer Morrison. Yes, she's real young in that movie. She's like twelve years old or thirteen years old. But these neighborhood kids rape her and kill her, ah. and it's her. Oh. Uh, it's the stir of echoes is her, basically it's her ghost is haunting Kevin Bacon trying to solve her murder. Okay. It's actually pretty good. Uh, well, good job. And then someone else gave me a, a link to a movie to a the, the link is broken. It doesn't exist. So, but it says <laughs> you, you are a movie.com and it doesn't exist. Uh, that link doesn't is broken. So uh, okay. I don't know what that means or what that movie is about. I do know that the URI national forest is a national forest in North Carolina. And I've been to Camp Uari, and I've heard some really great ghost stories about that camp, uh, some of which I believe to be genuinely true, uh, <laughs> and it's slightly terrifying. So, so, so there you go. Uh, so yours, uh, gentlemen, uh, Chad. Um, I don't know. I've always liked Freddy. All right. Um, Freddy's a, just that whole the psychological game. I think is yeah. is can't go to sleep uh, or you die. Yeah. Right. Uh, Hannibal Lecter and, uh, oh gosh, I don't really have a third one. I'm not a big, I'm, I'm with you, Corny. I'm not a huge, uh, horror, uh, horror fan. Um, but you're a teacher. Isn't that scary enough? Yeah. It should be. <laughs> I'm going to have to stick with two. That's fine. Uh, there's one that I'm gonna say that you're gonna you're gonna want to you're gonna piggyback off of. I, I guarantee it. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and say um, piggybacking off of one of yours. Yes, you will. Corny, what you got? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with um, uh, Jason uh, Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, number two. Yeah, it would be my. Let's see. Stop it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna smack you. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> uh, but second, I'm probably going to go with uh, Michael Myers. Just uh, the idea of two unstoppable, um, large people scared because yeah. that scares me. Uh, and then the uh, number one scariest thing would be Malachi from Children of the Corn. Yeah, <laughs> nice. of course. Yeah, I kid you not, guys. I literally just scared the shit out of me every time. You're, you're going to wake up in convulsions tonight, aren't you? With with cornfields surrounding you and and well, <laughs> strange strange ginger kids yeah. you know beating you down and maybe, then, maybe not with my back I'll, I'll probably wake up and, yeah. and pretend to 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 flail and then i'll realize <laughs> how injured i actually I, I am think, i think i've realized that the next time the four of us get together that the three of us should just attack corny with years of corn and see what happens <laughs> That's it's, like, it's like collapse into a ball and go not again right Let's try vacate his- <laughs> he said not again Right. <laughs> I like how none of us picked up on that. Uh, Sam, what you got? Um, I've got, uh, uh, well, um, number three on my list is Freddy. I love 
the fact that, you know, if, there's always those Jasons, the Michael Myers, but Freddy is creative with how he kills people. And uh, the whole idea of you can't fall asleep or else you die is uh, was a hard thing. To, you know, I, I think I watched this in my early teens, and, and it was it's one of those hard movies to, to go to bed to after you've seen it. It's just, you know, kind of like uh, if you've seen The Ring, you know, when you see that final ring in the in the end, you know, it's like, oh, crap, you know, what's going to happen in three days? Right. Then, of course, Hannibal Lecter. I've got to put him in there. Um, you know, the first horror movie to really, uh, it really almost went more psychological than it did, you know, gore and guts. But, uh, my God, if you weren't, you know, when Hannibal Lecter finally touches Clarice's hand mm -hmm. is one of the creepiest moments I've ever seen in a movie. And, and because of that, you know, you got to get him up there. And I don't, my number one choice, I don't know, we, we didn't really talk about it. But um, I, I don't know if this could be considered horror, but Alien. The Aliens from Alien? Yeah, yeah, the Queen Alien or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, the, you know, the, the later movies got pretty bad, but, you know, the whole idea of even when you, when you shoot them or stab them, they've got acidic blood and, and uh, God, they used to freak me out. Absolutely freak me out. Okay, I've got a third. I've got a third. Okay. I'm going to throw Terminator in there. All right. Okay. Well, and I know it wasn't necessarily a, a, a hacker slash well, you know, horror film, but I mean, he was a bad our, guy. He killed lots of people. He, he was him. a bad guy. He killed lots of people, and well, it, he was the you know the title role. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that in there because I was scared. I was as a child, yeah. I was told I couldn't watch Terminator because it was too scary. Interesting. Uh, no, that's fine. That's a good one. In uh, the aliens, I, I like too because the first one was designed to be a sci-fi horror film. Yeah, it was that, and then Aliens, the second one came out, and it became action flick. Yeah, it, you know, James Cameron said, "Well, I'll take this thing and then make it a little bit better," and and he did that. Um, and then the subsequent ones aren't uh, aren't all that no, great. No, three's kind of bad, and four has its moments. Even though uh, Joss Whedon, I think, wrote it. Wrote that yeah. one, the fourth one. It's still kind of not real good. Whatever. Uh, okay, cool. Well, my yeah, my, yours? my top three. Um, and and by top three, I didn't mean as in like my favorite. I just kind of meant. <laughs> well, the top one is my favorite, but the, the this one is not my favorite. It's just what creeps me out the most, and that's Pennywise from it, the evil oh, the children eating clown. Yeah. That, <laughs> oh my god! Talk about freaky. Um, Tim Curry. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my second I, but, one I wrote down was Mike Myers, but we've already said him. I think like two of us have said him. Times, yeah. So I'm going to change it up and say the shark from Jaws. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. Because there's something extremely terrifying about being in the ocean and there's nothing you can do to get away from a man-eating shark when it wants to eat your face off unless you stick it in the mouth with a can and shoot it. <laughs> and my number one, which is the one I was going to let you borrow, Chad, is Evil Ash from Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the most terrifying, but he's still evil. He still kills a lot of people, or he tries. And um, he makes me laugh. So there you go. Clata, Barata, Nectu, Barata, Clatu, Barata, Nectu, whatever it is. Yeah. Necktie. Um, I like that movie. It makes me happy. Uh, so there we go. Uh, time to kind of close up. Um, email. We have an email. Um, 
believe it or not. Uh, this this comes in from uh, to from Jennifer. Uh, it's kind of long. Hi, Jennifer. I'm not going to read the whole thing, no. but I'm going to read most of it just to say, hey, guys, I somehow found your show. Uh, and from the description in your voices, desperation in your voices, I thought I would at least <laughs> let you know that someone is listening. Thanks, uh, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. We are desperate for attention. We're all, yes. we're all needy. No one loves me. Uh, I'm a fellow movie nerd and love the fact that your show doesn't lose itself in the ins and outs of Hollywood. It makes me feel like I'm listening in on a conversation between friends, and I'm really digging it. The shows are getting better and better, and I think you, you four are on the right track. Uh, the only thing you guys are missing is a female perspective. You're, you're up to show number 10 and not a single movie that I would consider female centric. What about a, about a good chick flick? There's got to be a good rom-com out there that you guys would like to do. I see uh, a few that I see on Netflix include can't hardly wait drinking buddies, the artist chasing Amy punch drunk love, etc. So come on, give us gals something to listen to with much love, Jen. So thank you, Jen, for your email. We really appreciate it. Um, that comes to us at cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. We, we really appreciate it. Uh, are we going to do <laughs> yeah. a rom-com? Um, you know, we've, we've watched worse, so we probably will find <laughs> something. I mean, if I can make Sam make me watch Rubber. Uh, oh, not oh, Sam. Yeah. I mean, no. uh, one, of my, one of my, not Sam, no. One of my, um, <laughs> one of my employees at work made me watch Rubber, and if I watch that tripe, then I guess I can watch, you know, Jennifer Aniston get her heart broken by Gerard Butler or something. I don't know. So we'll 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 see what we can do. Um don't get mad at us though if it doesn't show up in the next week or two. It'll it might eventually show up. I don't know. Maybe And everybody else, you know, email us. We'll read your email on air. Yeah, we'll read your email and uh, and I think last week's movie was Ghostbusters. That was a a, a listener request. So we're very open to that. Um, we're we're here to just kind of talk and hang out and 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 cater to the people listening to us. Uh, we don't want to just this isn't just for us, but it mostly is just for us. Um, so I so at this point of the show, I usually ask you guys, uh, what are you watching? Uh, Chad, I know you don't watch anything. So Corny, what are you watching? <laughs> He's right, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm uh, uh, Actually, I've gone back and I've started watching a bunch of MythBusters, and uh, it's it's just just good fun, uh, good family fun sure. to uh, watch things get tried out. You know, basically, uh, it's like watching a bunch of fail videos without all the injuries. Nice, <laughs> nice. All right, Sam, you watching anything? Yeah, yeah, I've got my uh, usual TV stuff like uh, the Orange Is the New Black, which has been kind of fun to watch. What'd you call me? <laughs> orange. Yes. Oh, I said orange, you black, and I was like, "What? Yeah. Why would you?" Okay. And but um, I just recently watched a documentary called The Summit. Have you heard of that? No. It's uh, about the deadliest day uh, in modern mountaineering history uh, when eleven people died coming down, not going up the mountain, but coming down from K. Was it K two? K two. Yeah. K two. K two. And it is, it is riveting. Um, they've got a lot of of pictures from the day of and reenactments that uh, that really ask the question of why the heck are people up on this mountain in the first place? So, because it's there. Yeah, I guess so. Captain Kirk answered that for us in Star Trek V. Yeah, I don't listen to Captain Kirk. You should. What does God need with a spaceship? There you go. <laughs> All right. Nice. 
<laughs> no, uh, Spock literally asked him, why are you climbing the mountain? He says, because it's there. That's why you climb a mountain. And here's your trivia lesson for the day, other than this movie we just watched. K2 is the largest mountain on the Earth. And you go, no, wait a minute. My teachers told me Everest. Everest. No, Everest is the tallest mountain on Earth. But K2, where the base starts, the base actually starts below sea level. So it is technically the largest mountain on the planet. There you go. Trivia. Mind blown. And we are better people because of it. Yes. Thank you. Uh, well, it, it really is. I would recommend it. It's, it's an interesting story. might be something good to put on in the background just to kind of listen to. But uh, don't be surprised if you, if you find yourself sitting down to, to actually watch it. So. Well, good. Yep. Um, I watched, I finished season two of Sherlock. Uh, oh. A buddy of mine uh, who, who's a big fan of the show, he says, oh, did you see the twist? And I said, yes, I, I saw the twist coming because I've read the books. So uh, I kind of ruined that for him, uh, but it was still a really fun show and how they do things. And the guy playing Moriarty is really fun. Uh, Hi. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you kill people because that's what people do or people are going to die. Uh, and then I watched Thor 2 over the weekend. I've seen it in the theater, but we watched it again. My wife and I watched it and I, I like it better than the first one. I think it's more interesting and more fun and. Yeah, uh, I just have a good time with it. It was she and I had both had kind of weird weeks, and we were just in the mood to sit down, put some popcorn on, and just watch something kind of fun and marvelly and whatever. And um, it was a good time. Uh, so Thor two, go watch it. Chris Hemsworth once again, weird. I've had a lot yeah. of a lot of, of the Hemsworth recently. I guess I should go watch Star Trek, oh nine, and then rewatch Red Dawn, and then. I don't know what else Wolverines. He's in. I, don't, I don't know what else he's in. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I guess that's going to okay. do it for us, uh, right? That's it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay, very good. Well, All right. Well, wait, uh, good night. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, what are we doing next week? What are we doing next week? Thank you, Corny. You're you're one job. <laughs> wait, I was getting to it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm saying like that's your one job. I don't want to take <sighs> it from you. I don't want to take are your you job. Had one are you saying job? he can't you have had a job? You had one job to do. No, I mean, well, I mean, other than to come on here and talk and, and to be black, but, I mean, this is your other job. <laughs> and I failed at that one. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so we vacated uh, we, we vacated Troll Hunter and yes. moved Cabin in the Woods yes. up. We Have actually to. didn't decide what movie we were going to replace, so I just took everything and bumped it up a week for the That's time fine. being. Okay. Uh, and so the next movie in the list... Uh, is the 2000 version of Shaft with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not a chick flick. Definitely not a chick flick. Uh, but we, we, can, we can alter that uh, because that's, that's what we can do. Uh, or we can move the, which, which is what I'm thinking, we'll probably move the uh, fan request to the next week. And uh, do that kind of like what we did with Ghostbusters. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can try. Yeah, yeah I just I gotta peruse Netflix. Have a discussion and... of yeah, what's out there. Yeah, what 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 the four of, of us uh, nerd men can stomach at one time. Maybe this will be a good excuse to watch something with our wives. I don't know. Hey, there you go. Um, oh, oh, okay. how about this? He just got excited over. I did actually. <laughs> let's uh, let's take our notes with our wives, and use the notes that they give us. Okay, we can do uh, that. Okay, sure. If, sure. if if we have time to do that. Just if, to... My, if my wife will actually do that. Well, we'll see. Well, that's something for us to talk off air. Yeah. No, no one at this point is listening to our podcast anymore. Uh, so special <laughs> thanks goes out to Sight and Sound AV at sightandsoundnc.com. Thank you to Steve Everett for our intro music. 
Uh, check him out at steveeverett.net. Go go on to Facebook. He's on Facebook and, and and shoot him a like or send him a message and say, "Hey, I heard your music on Cheap Seat Reviews," uh, and he'll he'll probably say something witty and clever back to you. Or uh, he'll appreciate what? it. He's a nice guy. I've <laughs> met him. He's a new, yeah. He's he's a good dude. Um, he's famous, you know. He's 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 famous. <laughs> There's a fun story behind that. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. Uh, check us out on Fa- or on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher um, and where other podcasts are sold. Leave, uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. Uh, here's something real fun, real quick. If you're still listening to the podcast, God bless Thank you. Thank you. For the first five <laughs> people that, that follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast, you you put in the uh, at cheap seat cast and you 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 pick a movie that we can easily get a hold of Netflix YouTube whatever that that thing that you came up with last week corny crackle uh, crackle if you can Hulu if we can get a hold of it we'll watch it just throw oh, it up oh, there oh, I'm throwing down the gauntlet let's get some people let's get some movies we'll we'll watch it we don't care what Man. have you just we done. <sighs> That's the second time you pulled that joke out, so you're actually going to lose a point, but you're still in the lead with just one point. So, Corny... No, no, no. no actually, I've already decided uh, who won this one. Oh, who won this episode? Uh, uh, Chad won this one. How did, with, Chad, uh, how did I win this one? What does God need with a spaceship? Oh. I'm winning by a quote that's not even anything to do with the movie. No, I, think, really? I think Corny wins the show. I think, Corny, you win the show. Uh, I'm going to have to say Corny wins yeah, the show. Yeah. You win the episode. I'm okay with that. Just because he pulled I, out the Star Trek from a really bad Star Trek film, I'm okay with it. Uh, that was impressive. Uh, and, well, not that impressive. It's a bad film. Uh, and then, I guess, uh, again, please send your emails uh, to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. So, we're never going to end this podcast, you know. I, again, I'm keep sorry. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, we're at seven hours now. I'm sorry. So, for all of us here, for the four of us here, and my dog sitting over there, uh, for, for Sam, for, for Corny, for Chad, and for Peanut, this is Sean saying goodnight and don't get stabbed three times repeatedly by you. Thank you, That's wrong. Let's get this party started. Underneath.